0: This episode of Sound Plus Doctrine is the last of five, focusing on what really matters to God in our Sunday gatherings. Devin Coughlin joins us as we talk about the importance of our meetings being church aware and prioritized. Welcome to the Sound Plus Doctrine podcast. I am David Zimmer. and I am Bob Coughlin, still. And we still have Devin Coughlin with us. Still. You say that
1: as if you're tired of me. All right. Well, we aren't tired of you, but
0: not at all. Not at all. Uh, We are actually on part five of a uh, series that we are doing, and this is actually the conclusion of our time together. I'm very excited about this conversation today.
1: Good. So, if you haven't listened to the first four, stop this and go back and listen to the first four. Yes, they're. I mean, I think it'd be helpful. It would be helpful for sure. We're talking about the core values of congregational worship. That you know, there are different ways of doing church, but some things we can't, we don't get a choice on. And Mm -hmm. uh, so we've we've covered up to this point that our meetings, our gatherings on Sunday, gatherings of God people, should be God-initiated and exalting, Scripture-governed and fueled, Christ-centered and gospel-driven, Spirit-enabled and empowered. And today we want to talk about our our gatherings being church-aware and prioritized. And just to set this up, um, the writer to Hebrews uh, talks about what what happens when we gather and he contrasts gathering, the people of Israel gathering at Mount Zion with what we do when we gather. And he says in uh, Hebrews 12, starting verse 22, you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels and festal gathering. And to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the Judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the Mediator of a new mm-hmm. covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get into all that's encompassed there, but the picture is that when we gather, we are gathering with the the the, the, the saints mm-hmm. uh, that are gathered around the throne, and so that. That really changes the way we should think about what we do when we meet with our with our maybe our little church of 30, 40 people, or our big church, maybe you know, two, three, multiple thousands. It's the same group of saints that we're that we're gathering with. And so when we say church aware. And prioritize. That's that's one of the things we're saying. Uh, Another passage to to think about is Ephesians two twenty two, in which Paul says, "In Him, in Christ, you also are being Mm -hmm. built together into a dwelling place for God, by the Spirit." In other words, we are coming together as a church, and the the church is not a production. It's not a performance. It's it's about participating together in what God has done for us in Christ and Christ mm-hmm. there in our midst leading the singing leading our praise to the Father so we are a body we are mm-hmm. a temple mm-hmm. uh, that God is working in and through and it's it's something that needs to be said and we need to be reminded of that you know this is not our gatherings are not just uh, about a group, you know, a small group of people, getting in front, getting in front of another group of people, and doing stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Devin, I know you—you've just finished a doctorate last mm-hmm. this past year uh, on the importance of our union with Christ in our gatherings. But I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on just this being church-aware and you know, prioritizing the congregation, you know, as we gather. And just how? What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a that's a great question.
2: The Uh, I think it's... This is where identity, I think, is so important, how we think about identity as Christians. Mm. How do we think about who we are? And we live in a world that makes much of identity Mm. uh, and prioritizes how we identify ourselves, often how we self-identify ourselves. Yes, self-identification. And as a Christian, Paul says, Galatians 2, it's no longer I who live, Mm. but Mm. Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave mm. Himself for me. Mm. And the implication of that on how we conceive of our identity is profound. Mm. Yes, because yeah. uh, it's no—it's yeah. no longer I who live. Yeah. My, yeah. And and you see Paul do this in other places too. I think of Philippians three, and he's he's saying this is how I thought of myself prior to, yes. <laughs> and yes. I was I was. A Hebrew of Hebrews, and I was I was all these things. Yes. This was all that I claimed to be, both because of who I how I was born and what I had done. Mm-hmm. But it's all rubbish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the sake of knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. And being found in him. And being found in him. And so that that's that's who we are. And that flies in the face of our secular age. No, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. Flies in the face of it. Yeah. And so not only is it, all right, so it's no longer about my desires. It's no longer about my definition of myself. I say, I it's go. no longer about how I feel, about who I am. Mm. It's no longer about any mm. of those things. As a Christian, mm. it's about who you are in Christ. Yes. Yes. That's what yep. defines you. Yep. And then to work ourselves out from there, then, all right, so if it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, who am I? Mm. Like, and how am I seen? And how can I understand myself? Mm. And that's where it really, as we read scripture, it highlights the, the corporate nature of our identity. Mm. Yes. And yes. so, just the, the metaphors that the images that scripture uses that you just mm. described, um, they're, all, they're all corporate. This, this temple and building mm. yeah. it's made up yeah. of bricks, many yeah. of them. Yeah. And that's what makes up the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a part of a body. I mean Paul uses the metaphor of the different members of the body mm-hmm. have different parts to play, but they all make up one body. Yeah. Mm. And and then when you step back and our our English language does our does us a disservice because I think it's easy. One, we live in a culture that that prioritizes the individual. And two, we have a language that doesn't have a plural form of of the second person pronoun. Oh, oh. Mm. And so when we read you in the Bible, we yeah. often think about me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how God works throughout scripture it's it's always a people yeah. it's a people that You're he's delivering mm-hmm. it's a people that he's drawn out and that's that people is comprised mm-hmm. of individuals, yes. but it's always corporate all of all of paul's letters save save his letter to Timothy or his letters to yeah. titus I mean they're two churches yeah. yeah they're two people and so all the all the commands that uh the one another's i mean all of this that that Paul is talking about it's all to a people, yeah. it's you yeah, all yeah. do this. Yeah. And even when we think about how these letters were read, I mean, these letters were read in the context of corporate gatherings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we we t- tend to take all that for granted. Mm-hmm. This past this past uh, week at my church, I was preaching in Matthew five thirteen through sixteen, mm-hmm. and uh, talking about Jesus is saying you are the salt of the earth mm-hmm. and you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. And just made the point that uh, highlighted the fact that Jesus is not saying you are. As an individual, he's saying, like, "You, yeah, uh, yeah, you are as a community. Yeah, these things, and good. that that city picture that Jesus yeah. gives, mm. really highlights that. Yeah, um, and that's who we are as the church. Mm-hmm. And so, when we think about corporate worship, the terms that we uh, conceive of it in, and that which we aim at, should be church aware.
1: All right. It, so, can I interrupt mm-hmm. you? Please. So, what are the implications? Of the, I, I th- I'm I think everybody's tracking. We should be thinking about more than just ourselves. Well, aren't we doing that every Sunday? I mean, aren't churches doing that every Sunday? We're we're getting gathering together as yep. a group, of people.
2: Great question. A uh, couple couple thoughts. One is I think a helpful question to turn back on that questioner is how do you evaluate your gatherings each week mm. and whether or not it was a uh, I don't know, successful gathering or yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you ask that question of people in your church yeah, what do you afterwards, what do you see? What do you hear? Sure. Uh, one thing that I, I'm, and I'm... And I don't have all the answers on this, but it's something that I always want to be aware of yeah. and counteracting. So when I talk to my children about what they've heard, I think in, um, a, more, a less church aware question will be, so what do you get out of it today? Yes. What'd you yeah. get out of the sermon? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Um, rather than what was God saying to us mm. today, mm. and so th- that would just be one example of the kinds mm. of questions that we should be asking if we're yeah. church aware. Yes. Um, so that would be that would be one thought. Uh, the The second would be more kind of geared towards the, I think our therapeutic bent, mm. um, where we often evaluate how things are going based on how it makes us feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah. that's not in the Bible <laughs> no it's just not in the Bible no. um, but we plan things because of how they're gonna make us feel mm-hmm. we evaluate things based on how they made us feel and uh, that's that's not what we're called to aim at yeah. and in fact yes. that actually that counteracts what we're called to be and what mm-hmm. we're called to do yeah um, and so we we it doesn't mean that we shouldn't feel anything we should feel something yes. our affections yes. should be stirred yeah. our emotions yeah. should yeah. be yeah. stirred but it's a byproduct of the things that we've, we've talked about throughout this series. It's yeah. a byproduct of uh, focusing on God as he's revealed himself in his word in Christ by the Spirit. Yes.
1: That's why we feel these things. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And I think it, it affects the way we think about even what we do. Uh, you know, the church aware, meaning not just our church, but the church in history. Yep. You know, I, I think 30, 40 years ago, um, we were thinking more about how we're doing something new and we're doing something fresh and you know, God's on the move. Well, I think and... you see that in every generation yeah, I, where there's I, just absolutely. this uh, sense yeah. that we're finally getting
2: it. We're gonna, yeah. we're we gonna are the do, revival. We are the revival. We're gonna yeah. do something different for God. Mm-hmm. Like We're what God's
1: been waiting for. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny. I just think about Martin Luther, you know, who wasn't thinking that. Who was just trying to, you know, have conversation with the the people who were leading the Catholic Church, and then that turns out to be this massive, you know, Mm -hmm. change. And but that wasn't his aim. Right. He Mm -hmm. wanted to say, no, this is wrong. What's going on is wrong. We, on the other hand, aren't really doing much. To change anything, but we're thinking this is incredible, earth shattering. You know, I remember I'd read ads for people saying, "You worship like you've never worshipped before." You know, finally, you know, authentic, genuine worship. Like Christians for two thousand years have never worshipped genuinely. We've just been waiting if on There were only since I, I was just gonna <laughs> say yes. that. so so being aware. Uh, I think of his church history, and then gleaning from things that. Uh, you know, have been done studies that have been done, as well as practices that mm-hmm. have done. You know, we'll will incorporate confessions, creeds at different times, and um, just as a as a way of serving the church, not only in terms of what they say, but reminding them that you know we are part of a long history yeah. of faithful followers of Jesus Christ who have been redeemed through the blood of the blood of the Lamb and been you know. Purchased as God's own. And we just, we're just standing on their shoulders. Oh, yeah. So it's not indiscriminately picking stuff out. It's it's thoughtfully and intentionally mm-hmm. gathering uh, resources from what the church has done throughout history. But it seems like we have this, uh, you know, sense today. And like you said, I think every generation where we're going to do it new. We're, we're going to do mm-hmm. something new. Mm-hmm. We're going to do something fresh. And no, I think being church aware is, is recognizing. We're just one of a long line of saints who have come before us. Well, I think that's... I said every generation, I I should clarify.
2: I think it's a very modern phenomenon Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. because we Mm -hmm. have lost concept of the story, the story that we're a part of as as believers, um, where our story goes back way before our church was planted Mm -hmm. or we joined that church. Um, And it goes back before that church existed. I mean, it just... keeps going back all oh, the yeah. way to when the church was founded at Pentecost. Yes. Um, yes. That's our heritage, and this is the story that we're a part of. Mm-hmm. And point. God has seen fit to preserve a people for His glory, for His own glory, to advance His kingdom in this world um, decade after decade, Amazing. century after century, uh, in, in town after town, and yes. country after country, yes. and in spite of opposition and persecution, God has still done that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we get to be a part of that. At this one moment in time, we get to join with all those other voices, and so for us in practice, both we we devote ourselves to public reading of Scripture, but we also one helpful practice can be to to read creeds and confessions Mm -hmm. and catechisms Mm -hmm. that have uh, been a part of the church's worship, century after century. Or we sing old songs. Yes, yes. We sing hymns that the church has been singing for decades and hundreds of years because. The most important thing is not happening right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important thing happened two thousand years mm-hmm. ago, and the yes. most important thing will be happening when he, Christ comes again. Yes. And then that, that's yes. when we live between these times, mm-hmm. with both of those times in view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so until that day, we continue to remember Him. Yes. Yeah. We continue to look back as we stand uh, with with all these saints who have come before, and stand with. I mean, I think another part of this church aware is looking ahead. Yeah, and so it's it, it's interesting. I'm I'm consider myself a young man, but I you have are. children, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm bald. My head might tell tell people otherwise. I'm balding definitely, yes. but uh, I've got children, and they're they're gonna have children, and so there's these generations that are coming after me. And so, what can we do? What do we do week to week to serve them? Yes, mm-hmm. and yes. to exactly. lay a foundation. Exactly. For those who are coming behind us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not so much about like Grace Church, the church that I pastor, but it's about this faithfulness to God and His Word mm-hmm. and His glory, this commitment to His glory mm-hmm. uh, that we want to be committed to. And I think that's where, I mean, we get back to these core values. That's why we want to identify these yes. and we want to talk about them. Yes. Uh, because though technology will change mm-hmm. and generations will come and go and uh, the threats from both outside and within the church, they'll, they'll change, Yes. God's Word remains. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the truth, the reality of who God is, remains, mm-hmm. it's not gonna change.
1: Yeah, and I think it can be difficult because you have uh, people leading churches and they become very big, very fast, and it's built more on the charisma of a preacher. Mm-hmm. or the, the the sound of the music. and you know, we may not see even in our lifetime how, how that all pans out. Mm-hmm. But what we can know is that God will not be mocked and that God has a way of doing things. And His way is through the, the gospel of Jesus Christ through His word mm-hmm. and through the power of His spirit. Working in his people. I mean, you know, Peter talks about that in, in 1 Peter 2. He says, As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It's all God's work it's all for his glory. Mm-hmm. And so if if I am to take upon myself the, the you know the credit for building a large church, I've missed it entirely. Mm. Uh, you know and and yet we breathlessly run after, you know, pastors of big churches growing. churches, what do you do? What did you do? What did you do? And you know, what what we should be saying is, well, I I realized how inadequate I am. Mm. I I Believe the Word of God, I preached the Word of God faithfully. we sang the Word of god we uh, we believed that the Holy Spirit was helping us and sought His help in all that we did. Um, we sought to submit ourselves to you know god's commands for us and and he brought growth and isn't it amazing?
0: and lived in yeah. the good of the gospel and yeah. lived
1: in the good of the Amen. gospel oh, we could yeah, yeah, I think
2: another aspect of this uh uh, being church aware, prioritizing the church, I think specifically for song leaders, for pastors, mm-hmm. is that as we think about what we're gonna do Sunday to Sunday, mm-hmm. we think about it in terms of those people right
1: at that time. Right. That's prioritizing the congregation, the
2: church. And oftentimes, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think especially in this day and age where we're just hyper... We have, we have loads and loads of information yeah. to access, and, and we're hyper aware of what can be going on in the world. Uh, we lose perspective on what's actually going on in the lives of our people. Yeah, mm. yeah, and uh, and so what? But we
1: got a big church, Dad. We got a big church.
2: <laughs> and so, yeah, so as a pastor or as a songwriter, we we start speaking to uh, or or building things around issues that don't even pertain to what's going on in my mm. local congregation. Mm. Yeah. Um. And I, mm. there was a, there was significant events going on in the world around us recently. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And. I had was interacting with somebody not in my church, and they're like, "Are, are you going to talk about that? What are you going to do this Sunday?" And yeah. I, you think I think consider the people that I'm leading, and we'll certainly pray about that. Mm. But we're not changing anything yeah. that we're called to do. We're going to yeah. do the same things, yeah. uh, because that stuff doesn't define us. Mm. Um, mm. But I think we can, if we're not church aware in the sense that oh, these are the people God has called us to to care for, yes. uh, then we do kind of run after. Whatever our burdens are, wherever yeah, yeah. our passions lie, yeah. and we allow that to determine how we minister God's word to God's people. Yes. Yeah, yes,
0: you're sensitive to your people, but the priorities don't change. Right, and you're sensitive to what's happening around you in your community, but your priorities don't change. That's when you're, yeah, and that, and then and that's why these. Uh, whatever, how would you call them, um, these core values yeah. are so important for us yeah. to be talking about because there's something to aim for.
1: Yeah, and another aspect of being uh, church prioritized is uh, in our music, recognizing... I don't know whether we've talked about this or not, but recognizing that you know the musicians, focusing it very narrowly, are there to serve the sound of the church, mm. and so that affects volume, that affects arrangements, mm-hmm. that affects layout, that uh, that affects yeah. you know what how we even think about it. I, I know if uh, those musicians who are listening who have use in ear monitors, you need to have uh, should have a congregational mic. That gives them the sound of the congregation, mm-hmm. or or pull one ear out when it when uh, earphone out. Which all audio all audiologists think that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, pulling one ear out. Yeah,
0: you're being facetious.
1: <laughs> uh, so
2: mm-hmm. to that point, uh, I I don't remember if I've talked about this in this context, but um, with with my congregation, those people that help in in leading the singing, I talk to them explicitly about we're here to support the singing. Yeah. yeah. And so we're the support yeah. the singing team. I mean yeah. for yeah. lack of a better way to describe it. But that's what we're it's here really to do. Catchy. It is super catchy. <laughs> super marketable I and mean, to yes. brand and everything. <laughs> yeah. And <brand> the, <laughs> uh, support the singing. But it puts it into perspective all yeah. that all that we're meant to do as we right. play yeah. and as we sing. Um so it's not about me performing, me being heard, me getting my opportunity. Yeah. It's about how can I help us Sing better, yes. Um, and so again, it also emphasizes that corporate nature. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when if I'm up in front of people, I'm not separate from them. Mm-hmm. This applies to preaching as well, yes. But I am a part of what you're, we are doing. You're a part of the. And congregation. so when I preach, I'm yeah. there to receive God's word yes. as it's being preached. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a hearer as well as a speaker in that in that context. Yes. Uh, but as we sing, same thing. We, this is something we're doing. Together, yeah. mm-hmm. um, yeah. God has called us to do together mm. as we as we gather, and uh, I think just that for me that support the singing. It's just like, oh yeah, that's that's what we're doing, yeah. and that's different from everything else the world does. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to a concert, they're not there to support the singing. Right. It's, they love if people yeah, sing, yeah, It's yeah, great sure. if people sing, and it's a great
1: experience if people sing. Yeah. But that's not what God has called us to.
0: Yeah, right.
1: mm. yeah it it is. Very contracultural, mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're in a, a staid, conservative, you know, church where it's just maybe a piano and you know the congregation, everybody sings, and um, yeah, you say, oh yeah, it's just about the congregation. But most of our buildings aren't built this way. You know, new buildings, there, it's more like a theater, it's more like a, a, a stage and a show, and you know, it's a black room, it's a dark room, and um, you got the, all the lights focused on the front and I just think it's it's not a sin to do that because the church is the people not the building mm-hmm. but we need to ask the question regularly and and intentionally is this really are we really making this about the congregation yeah uh, is this you know the bible talks about every member serving every member participating being involved and obviously on a sunday morning in a larger church everybody's not going to be up front But I would say in a smaller church, you can involve more people, whether it be through prayer, through testimony, but even before and after the meeting, the church is still gathered. Mm -hmm. And what can go on there in terms of hospitality and care and prayer and counsel and those kind of things, I mean, I, I love that about Sundays is that... I get cared for. I care for others. Mm -hmm. You know, before and after the meeting, it's like, wow, we are the church body. We're gathering together. That's that's like a big part of what we're doing on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And it's not just okay. You know, the hour and a half, the however long it is, your meeting is. um, That you know, that's the church gathering. No, all the time you're there, the church is gathering. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're listening and you're one of those who shows up like you know, five minutes late, ten minutes, I would just encourage you get there five minutes early, 10 minutes mm-hmm. early. You know, Find out who's in the church, look for someone to pray for, look for someone to you know, talk to, because that's... Again, that's a part of prioritizing your congregation, recognizing yeah. and there's, a lot,
2: there's a lot of gifts here. It, or if you're a musician. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it can be easy just to be consumed with what you're responsible to do that morning, afternoon, yeah, 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 yeah. whenever you're meeting. Yeah. And so it's uh, 10 minutes before the service starts, you're up there tuning your guitar. Mm-hmm. And making making sure everything's ready to go, and yeah, and there's a yeah. sense in which yeah, you should do those things. That's you want fine. You but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do want it to be a dude But can can I plan in such a way where I yeah. can actually be with God's people, yeah. um, rather than doing this right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can I plan ahead in such a way? Or I mean, I, people hide in the green room, or I mean, whatever it is. There's mm-hmm. just kind of this separation, mm-hmm. and it's, we want to fight against that, because what that. Again, does it just prioritizes us as individuals? Yeah. Um, and we we cloak it with pious intentions. We've talked. I mean, <laughs> we think, think. Yeah, it is. We we think that. I mean, this is this is. I don't want to distract anybody. Yeah. But there's something much bigger going on than than right. your role as a right. as a musician. Yeah. Uh, there's something right. much much bigger going on as God builds His people together uh, mm-hmm. into this holy temple mm-hmm. by the Spirit.
1: We are just Mm -hmm. such a proud. We're just so proud. Oh man! Every moment. We just want to make it about us, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I think uh, uh, God loves those meetings where His people gather. Sure, there are leaders. You know, there's someone leading the singing, someone preaching, someone you know maybe you know helping the meeting go along, whatever. Sure, there are leaders, but it's not about us. Mm -hmm. It's never been about us. Mm -hmm. It's about. How merciful and kind God has been to gather a people to Himself through the giving of His own Son and then the giving of His own Spirit that we might share in the joy of the relationships between the Father, Son, and Spirit, that we get to be invited into that mm-hmm. it's, and then be transformed in the process. You mm-hmm. know, We all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the next. That's happening as mm-hmm. we gather, but We got to be intentional. Mm -hmm. We we have to, you know, Paul says to the Corinthians at one point, you know, your meetings are doing more harm than good. And I I think that's true of a lot of churches that our meetings are doing more harm than good. Mm -hmm. They're building into people something other than, you know, God initiated, God exalting uh, gathering, building something other than a scripture governed and scripture fueled time, something other than a Christ centered and gospel fueled time, something other than a spirit enabled and spirit empowered time, something other than a church aware and church prioritized time. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we're building them into the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is merciful, He's kind. I mean, I, I suspect, you know, we'll look back. In future years, and go. Yeah, we could have done that better, but mm-hmm. let's not let's not be among those who say, "Well, yeah, I just didn't really think about it much." Mm-hmm. And you know, our prayer is that we hope this series, if you've been able to listen to them, uh, has encouraged you to think about it more carefully, more biblically, more hopefully, with mm-hmm. with more faith, knowing that God God calls us together for His purposes, and uh, it's for our good, and for that more people might come to know who Jesus is and for His glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to add one thing. I think mm-hmm.
2: uh, we can often think of corporate worship as existing to make you a better Christian, make you a better mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not saved to be a better you, That's we're right. saved to be That's a right. new you mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that all, that has yeah. corporate dimensions to it. Uh, and so the most extraordinary thing that we can take part in is, is this gathering of the redeemed people of God Amen. to exalt His name. Mm-hmm. Amen. And what yeah. a joy it is. Amen. And
1: thank you, those who are doing it, yeah. week by week. If, if you're leading and planning your services, thank you. God sees what you're doing. May He give you grace. May He give you faith and joy uh, as mm-hmm. you serve God's people.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.